worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are so glad you have joined us on this third Sunday of July. Let us now join our hearts and our minds together as our summer choir leads us in Great is the Lord. Everybody, it is so good to be here on the steps, and I am very honored to introduce my new friend and our new children's ministry coordinator, April Olt. Welcome, April. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Excited to be here. So happy to have you. April joined us last week, I think it was, on yeah. in Children's Church on Zoom and jumped right in and... Uh, had your niece with you there, and it was really, I really did. fun. So how long have you been working with children? Oh, goodness. I think I had my first babysitting job at nine. Okay. So we don't want to count that high that many years back, <laughs> but it's been a long time. So April comes to us with a ton of experience working with children and youth and in the church setting. And um, I don't know about you, but I know that for me, I uh, go into children's church with a plan and a lesson and all that, and I'm always surprised what I receive from it when I'm working with the kids. How about you? Yes, it, it keeps you on your toes. And also, uh, for me, it's always been um, that daily applicability. 
So that, that accountability with children to be able to see a scripture and a lesson and how can I apply this immediately to our lives yeah. um, and frequently bringing up pop culture references and things like that I may not know about at the time. It definitely keeps me on my toes in that way. But I would say my faith gets stronger every time I'm working with young people because they see things in a different way that I couldn't even imagine. And they ask the best questions. The best questions. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite might be uh, uh, in a Easter lesson, um, I was asked the question, is Jesus a zombie? So that might have been my favorite. Oh, wow. Well, we'll have to dive into that at Children's yeah. Church soon. We'll I have some time. And we'll spend the fall. Halloween. That will be our Halloween lesson. Yeah. So, well, it's great to have you here. We have some really exciting things coming up this summer in family ministry. Our first one coming up is a pool party that we're doing. Uh, one of the families in the church has offered their home and pool for us to go and swim. So if you, uh, there is an event on our Facebook page uh, about this, and I think it's on the screen. Um, you can also email me, Kevin, at HollywoodUMC.org. Very excited about that. And then in August, we have something else. Yes, Family Vacation Bible School. So we'll meet in a park. We'll have more information about that later. But we'd love to see all the families show up for our Vacation Bible School in the park. So two in-person events. I hope you all are able to join us. And then we're back in September. We cannot wait to have children all over all the here. steps of the stage altar. So anyway, uh, we will see you all very soon. Thank you, April, for being here. Welcome, and I'm so happy you're a part of the team. Thank you. Please join us for a time of prayer. Let us pray. God of power and might, peace and mercy, light and love, we tremble in the light of your glory. Through you all things are possible, in you is found all love and hope. Thank you. Thank you for creating us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for making us, all of us, in your image. May we treat each other with the grace, love, and acceptance that such an honor requires. This morning, dear God, we pray for patience and strength and wisdom. Lead us from false assurance and instead open our eyes to the struggle that is around us. Dear God, even though we wish it were not so, we are still in the middle of a health pandemic that has taken many thousands of lives. Many more continue to get sick and suffer. 
We pray for them and their families. We pray for grief untold. We pray for healing and change. Help us to be vigilant and continue to be disciplined in our daily practices, in our interactions with others, to protect the lives of the vulnerable in our community. Help us to push aside our own fatigue and our desire to return to normal until it is safe for all. Extend to us patience when our heart grows weary and give us the courage to do what is right when others disagree. Dear God, this morning we pray out against the violence that occurred yesterday mid-city in Los Angeles. The verbal and physical violence that occurred there against members of our trans community that were targeted for raising their voice for justice. Dear God, we know because you have taught us so that trans lives are sacred lives. And we pray for your protection and strength for the entire community. May we continue to be a voice that names what is holy and made in your image. And we pray for a police force in this city that does not use violence on its citizens, does not target them. We pray for a community that will no longer tolerate such violence. Dear God, we know that life will present us with many challenges, many turns that are unexpected, and sometimes they are devastating and often deeply unfair. In those moments, God, we confess that our faith is tested, our spirit becomes worn down, our hearts tremble, and we might find ourselves feeling unsure. Dear God, through your presence and your Holy Spirit, remind us that we are your beloved. Continue to walk with us in the darkness and help us find the strength to recognize you on the path with us. Penetrate our fear with your grace and the power and strength of your Holy Spirit. It is only your strength that we will find our way to the other side, and we gratefully confess that we need you on our journey. This morning, we lift up all those in our community suffering in so many ways from this pandemic, emotionally, mentally, physically, economically. We pray for those struggling with other illnesses. May they have the healing that they need. We pray for relief from this heat and rain for our parched earth. We pray for our unhoused neighbors who are especially vulnerable. And dear God, we pray for wisdom and strength in our elected leadership so that they will build a Los Angeles that allows all people to live in dignity, that is a reflection of your beloved community. Dear God, we are grateful for your son, Jesus Christ, and all that he has brought into our lives and the prayer that he taught us to pray that guides us on each of our days. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We are glad that you have joined us for worship this morning. There are a few announcements, the first of which is that next Sunday 
Uh, Pastor Bridie is leading a worship and beach cleanup uh, up in Pacific Palisades. So if you would like to be part of that, worship's at 930. Uh, and then we're partnering with the Surfrider Foundation to do a beach cleanup from 10 to 12. You are more than welcome to sign up through our event, through the, um, the link that's in the chat uh, or on our website. Um, you don't have to sign up ahead of time, but this way you know exactly where to go and we can anticipate how many people will be coming. So that's next Sunday, July 25th. Then, as Mr. Kevin mentioned, we are having one of our families host uh, a pool party on the 31st. You must sign up for that in advance, and that's, again, through our, the, in the chat or on our website or our Facebook page. And I wanted to say a moment for a moment that we are so delighted to have Kevin McCluskey, who is our Director of Children and Family Ministries, preaching for us this morning on the Sound of Metal. So we welcome him to the pulpit. All that we do here is made possible by you, by your prayers, your presence online for now, but back together soon, we pray, your service, your witness, and your financial gifts. As we continue to build our online presence as well as prepare to return in person to the sanctuary at both campuses, we need your support more than ever. So as you are able, as the Spirit leads you, please give. May God bless you.
a reading from Psalms 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble in its, in its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar, the, king, the kingdoms totter. His voice, he utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord is host, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks bows and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with, is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Word of God, words of life. Thanks be to God. As the director of children and family ministries, I'm typically in the chapel with the children uh, or I'm in the grace room with the youth. And so it is a privilege to be here at the pulpit today with all of you. Okay, how odd did that feel? How many of you are asking yourself, does he know what he's supposed to say? <laughs> What's wrong with him right now? Where's Reverend Kathy? <laughs> Silence is so strange to us because our world is so loud that when silence presents itself, it feels very weird. And not only that, but some of us wonder if we can ever be quiet altogether. A few years ago, as it is true of many people, I started having a hard time sleeping. I had always slept well in my life. My days are full and my life is very busy. And when I put my head down on the pillow at night, I was exhausted and ready to go to sleep. And then, all of a sudden, I couldn't. I would lie awake, flipping from side to side, trying to get comfortable and willing my body to rest. I would get up, I would have some more milk, decaf tea, sometimes something stronger, and I would try to calm my body from the inside. I would read, I would watch TV, I would focus on my breathing, and I found that what would help me sleep was noise. First, it was the fan, and the fan was great. The fan would provide some air, it would be that hum, and it would slowly start to quiet my mind. That worked for a while until the winter came, and then having that cold air on me uh, freezing was now keeping me awake. So then I found a white noise app. I'm sure many of you have tried this. And that was something I could just put on some white noise and that would slowly start to silence my mind. Then during the pandemic, my mother introduced me to the Calm app. 
Thank you, Mom, and thank you, Kaiser. And a world of sleep noise options opened up to me. There are soundscapes, there are music, meditations, and my personal favorite, sleep stories. Any of the ones about trains are my favorite. Well, today's film is all about noise and the lack thereof. Sound of Metal is an incredible film and an Oscar-nominated film from 2020. And it follows Ruben, a drummer in a heavy metal band, as he loses the one thing he needs to live his dream and pursue his passions, his hearing. Here is the trailer for Sound of Metal. You sound great. Yeah, right. What, you're telling me you weren't feeling it? You were in it. Your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow. Let's see what it's like, okay? I'm gonna be like a click track. You can play to me. You have to understand your first responsibility is to preserve the hearing you have. I can't hear you. Do you understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. I'm deaf. Found a place. I think it's important that you stay here with us right now, Ruben. We're looking for a solution to, to this. Not this. I need you to wait for me, okay? You're in for me. Lose my heart. You're in for me, okay? You gotta wait for me. keep moving it can be a damn cruel place but those moments of stillness I love this movie, and if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to do so. It's on Amazon. So Ruben is the extreme example of our universal need for noise. I will tell you, I was kind of worried in the first five minutes of this film because it's all heavy metal. It's not my type of music. In fact, it kind of grates on me. Okay, I hate it. I just really hate it. But for Ruben and his girlfriend slash bandmate Lou, this music is everything. It is their art form. It's their passion and their paycheck. The sound of metal is literally their life, and they seek out the noise of metal. However, really quickly in the film, Ruben begins to hear his, uh, he lose his hearing. He goes very fast. 
Within what seems like a few days, he's gone from completely hearing to almost completely deaf. He goes to see a doctor and he's told that he's lost his hearing and outside of a very expensive cochlear surgery, he is not going to get it back. Today's scripture, the author describes some of the things that keep our world from being a place of calmness, quiet, and peace. The psalmist describes the crashing of waves, the shaking of the earth, the changing of the world's weather. There are so many examples of chaos in our natural world that create noise, hurricanes, volcanoes, tornadoes. Of course, the things we know out here on the West, forest fires, earthquakes. When I asked my husband about the annoying uh, noises in our national, nat natural world, he told me crying babies and barking dogs. <laughs> so all of those things are natural noises that can grate on us. It's a noisy planet. So much so that research calls noise pollution a modern plague and a threat to our health and well-being. Noisy, chaotic environments increase stress levels, and chronic stress has been shown to suppress immunity, increase risk of heart disease and diabetes, while also uh, increasing inflammation, says Dr. Brent Bauer, the director of research at Mayo's Clinic of Integrative Medicine Program. So then there is the noise that we create ourselves, cars, trains, music, radio, AM radio in particular, podcasts, leaf blowers, garbage trucks, horns, those terrible horns, cell phones, uh, alarm clocks. Noise is hurting us. Dr. Matthias Basner, a professor in the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Pennsylvania, has studied the effect of noise on our lives and came to some startling conclusions. In his research, he found that the effect of prolonged exposure to environmental noise, both human-created and natural, seems to contribute to various forms of cardiovascular disease. And in 2011, the World Health Organization put out a report that they stated that an estimated 1.6 million healthy life years were lost annually in the European Union alone due to environmental noise. Further studies have shown that children who attend schools in extremely noisy areas are more likely to lag behind their peers in academic performers. So noise is not just annoying, it's dangerous. But for Ruben, who is an addict in recovery, losing his ability to hear sends him into a tailspin. And so Ruben and his girlfriend decide that this sober and deaf community is the best place for Ruben to be. This home is founded on the belief that deafness is a gift, that it is not something to be changed. This community takes care of each other and works in conjunction with the school for deaf children. And although it's awkward and frustrating and infuriating for Ruben at the beginning, he slowly starts to learn sign language. He starts connecting with fe fellow housemates and classmates. And he finds his place in this community. The leader of the deaf community is this man named Joe. And Joe gives Ruben a challenge to get up each morning, sit in a room at a desk, and do nothing but sit and write. This, almost more than the process of going deaf, is the most challenging thing for Reuben, to sit in silence with nothing but his thoughts. We know, I believe, that being quiet can be good. If you've ever taken a yoga class, meditated, focused on your breathing, you know that it feels good to sit in stillness and in quiet. But why do we find it so hard to do that? Why are there whole industries built around creating noise so that we can relax? Yes, we can blame our screens, we can blame our city, we can blame 24-7 access to information that we now have. 
But I think what is more important is that we understand why we seek out distractions, busyness, and noise. This is a very hard question for all of us to answer. There's plenty of evidence out there of the harmful effects of noise and the myriad ways to reduce it in our lives, but not many people are talking about why some of us seek out noise. Maybe it's because the answer is different for each of us. Some of us might seek out noise because we can't get our minds to be quiet. I know that is what happens to me at night. Possibly noise is comforting. We've been around it for so long that we find it soothing and familiar. For some of us, maybe there are deeper questions that we just don't want to deal with or try to answer, and those questions come up in silence. Am I happy? Where is God? Is this relationship working? Why haven't I achieved my dreams? What happens when we die? Noise can be an escape, but silence can be terrifying. I love Psalm 46 because it tells us and gives us a picture that in the midst of all of this noise, if we allow God, he is there. In the quiet, God promises he will be there. In the stillness, if we allow God to be our refuge, our place of safety and protection, that God will be our strength, even when the world is loudly troubled. And I love this image that in the middle of this crazy, busy, loud city, that God has put a river. And then that river makes the city glad. In the midst of change and upheaval in our world that we experience on a daily basis, God's river is there. And that river is bringing life and security and nourishment, and it shall not be moved. Reuben finds that city of life. When Joe, what Joe and the others have created is a community that cares for one another, helps others, and builds up and accepts the curveballs that life has thrown them. Reuben teaches the kids how to play drums. He draws a tattoos for one of his housemates who really wants one. He makes others laugh in sign language because he has this incredible sense of humor. In the midst of the chaos of his world, Reuben has found that river of life. However, he's not able to accept it. He can't stand the quiet. And he believes that for life to be full, he needs to hear. So he goes about selling all of his possessions, all of his drum sets, all of his musical equipment, and even his RV, and he pays to have cochlear implant surgery. Reuben doesn't tell anyone he's getting the surgery. And when he does, he tells Joe, Joe is extremely disappointed. And he's really on the verge of tears when Reuben tells him. Joe tries to explain to Reuben what this community of people who have chosen to live in silence is all about. Part of it was in the trailer. But Joe says this. All of these mornings, you've been sitting in my study, sitting. Have you had any moments of stillness? Because you're right, Reuben. The world, does not, the, the world does keep moving. And it can be a damn cruel place. But for me, those moments of stillness, that place... That's the kingdom of God, and that place will never abandon you. Since the surgery breaks one of the fundamental principles of the, of the home where Reuben lives, Joe reluctantly but firmly tells Reuben he has to leave. And Reuben leaves the home on his own and waits alone for his surgery to heal before his implants are activated. Reuben, again, is this extreme example of each of us to some degree. 
we often run away from the very thing that we need. We run to busyness and to the news and to our phones and to Facebook when what our souls are craving and what our bodies actually need is quiet, stillness, and peace. Recently, I took my husband to Death Valley. He has always wanted to go somewhere where we could see the Milky Way galaxy. We discovered that Death Valley is a national dark, dark sky park, and it's designated as such because the lack of light pollution in that area. There's very few street lights, no billboards, and all the lighting they do have is specifically designed not to emit light that will interfere with stargazing. And let me tell you, it was amazing. We got to a high point in the park about 3 a.m., and we climbed on top of the Jeep and we just laid down. There were a few other people around, hoping as we were to catch a glimpse of something amazing in the sky that we couldn't normally see. And it took our eyes about an hour to adjust. And any time any lights would come by, like a, another car light, we would close our eyes so that our pupils wouldn't, distract, uh, wouldn't contract. And as we laid there and we looked up at what seemed like millions of stars, more and more stars appeared. With the Milky Way, this hazy, cloudy, colorful band of light stretched across the sky for us to gaze at. This was exactly what we had come to see, and it did not disappoint. And we laid there for hours until our necks hurt from the strain, not wanting to miss a single passing satellite or a shooting star, and not wanting to forget what it felt like to be surrounded by the lights God created in the sky this beautiful, twinkling, sparkling lights that seemed to be there just for us. And then something very unexpected happened. Something that had, hadn't occurred to us because we were so focused on seeing the best view of the night sky. That as the stars slowly started to fade, a whole new group of people started to pull into the parking lot below. My first thought was, they missed it. They missed this incredible show that we had just experienced. And then I realized, they were here for another show that was just about to start. The sunrise was about to begin. We were about to watch the brilliant stars fade as the brightest star of all was about to make its appearance. Parents laid out blankets for their sleepy kids. Amateur photographers set up their tripods and aimed it at the mountains where the first light would soon be hitting in all its glory. Couples cuddled under blankets and sipped on their hot coffee. People whispered to each other, some laughed, and some tried to muffle their yawns. But the moment the sun came up, it was silent. Everyone just looked in awe of the brilliance of the sun's reflection on the clouds in the sky and on the mountains surrounding us. And in that stillness, in that quiet beauty of God's creation, no one was there thinking about what emails they had to send. They weren't thinking about the bills that they had to pay or their to-do list for the day. We were all in still, quiet awe of God. We were reminded that we are surrounded by beauty. We were getting a glimpse of the kingdom of God. And in that glimpse, all else melted away. Be still and know that I am God, the psalmist says. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. In the end of Sound Metal, Reuben knew what he needed to do. Not only were his implants disappointing because they were a far cry from, what his e from ears that actually worked, but also he realized that the noise he was craving for so long no longer satisfied. 
He unplugged his implants, and for the first time since the movie began, he sat in stillness. And he knew, though it was very hard, that it was very good. God has reminded us over and over in the scripture that God can be found in stillness. And that quiet can be the source of our strength. Psalm 131 says, But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, my soul is like the weaned child that is within me. Isaiah 30:15 says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. And finally, in Lamentations, it says, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Family, I could try to give you a list of suggestions for how to find the quiet your soul needs, but I have to figure that out for myself, and so do each of you. Most of us know the things that we need to do to find the quiet and the stillness and the silence. It's very hard, and it goes against the grain of our world, but we know that it's worth it. You know what you need to do to find quiet. And this message was just a reminder to do it. Thankfully, we can all have a moment right now to practice. Church family, as you go about your week, go with the blessing from God and remember what God says. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Go in peace.